Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast Movement in the Shadows. We are your hosts, Ben Btech Chung. Ooh, full name. Uh, my name is Charles Nguyen. I'm not gonna use the full name. <laughs> and I'm Mike Fallerina, otherwise known as Mike Fall. Follow him on IG. Follow him. Hey. There it is. Yeah, we hey, are all that. up on our social media. So movement in the shadows, what is that? Why are we calling it that? Why do we even have a podcast? Great question, you guys. So one afternoon. As we often do after rehearsal, we go to eat, and we went to the lovely soup plantation. Yes, yes. Also oh. known as the soup plantation revelation. Please continue. <laughs> exactly. So as we are sitting down eating this glorious lunch, we were talking about life and all the cool stuff that we're into. And as that natural conversation always happens, we talk about what's inspiring us. What are we into these days? What's keeping us going? Mm -hmm. And all three of us kind of were talking about this podcast thing, right? And we were talking about the podcast that we all kind of naturally gravitate towards. Myself, I'm really into Short Story Long by Chris Drama Path. Shout out Drama. Drama. Killing it. He is super killing it. And he interviews people that like I really uh, look up to. Uh, from skateboarders to entrepreneurs to life coaches and all of that. And I'm just like, wow, I'm learning so much by listening to people talk. And the cool thing is I feel like I would never know their story unless... Uh, I was listening to that podcast because you don't you don't get to hear people's full story on any given platform and and this is a great way for people to just go in and let them really just paint a different picture from what you would even see on social media to even hearing them in a regular radio interview or whatever so that itself was for me like okay I'm super into this and that is the ones that I'm into damn that was tight it's really good I just want to just make note of Ben's beautiful voice I know I did that in the last Charlie, take, but you know Your what I voice mean? is gorgeous. Hey, man, I really appreciate that because <laughs> my self-confidence on that is a low. Hey, your well, voice is great. it's going to change now. All right, but uh, <laughs> my podcast inspiration uh, goes back in 2015. Uh, I just retired or, you know, yeah, retired from Poriotics and um, I gave working a full time a chance. And uh, it was as it was a graphic designer, or I was a social media marketer. One, it was both of those things. But um, you know, it led to long days of listening to music, and then uh, I just tried listening to podcasts, and um, I found Smart Passive Income. That was like my first podcast that I learned a lot from. And then, I mean, there are like some other story ones that are really cool, like the scary stories. But I wasn't. I was too scared. But yes, um, <laughs> Smart Passive Income was the first one uh, that I was like addicted to and I kept Who listening to. Smart Passive Income? Oh, that was uh, Pat, Pat Flynn. Flynn. Yeah. Pat Flynn. Jinx. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, jinx. Double Jinx. <laughs> jinx. <laughs> um, but yeah, I learned a lot from that. And then uh, I quit my job after like a year. And then I started listening to the Tim Ferriss show. And that was teaching me a lot of things that I, you know, thought I'd never know because he interviews all these high class performers. And as a performer and entertainer, uh, you know, I feel like it really helped me in uh, squaring away at my mentality and uh, my mindset as to how I wanted to reach my goals. So, yeah, I love podcasts. Um, I've always wanted to do it. I mean, I, I tried doing it uh, a year ago. Uh, I brought this up to Ben. And you did. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to make it work, but um, I was just missing the pieces. But now, like Reese's, I found my pieces. <laughs> oh. So, 
Bad shout out our sponsor Reese's Pieces. And that's the end. Not of really my a sponsor, bit. but hey, we're not opposed. We're open to. We're not opposed. All in favor? <laughs> Just kidding. Also, Soup Plantation, if you're listening to this, <laughs> we love your restaurant. Feel free to give us free lunches. We will gladly accept. I'll repeat it for you. Soup Plantation Revelation. All right. <laughs> I'm done. Um, I guess my journey with like online business and uh, podcasting started when I was curious about how people made money on Instagram. Uh, so I looked it up. I found Gary V. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, and he talked about like Vine and Snapchat and all this stuff. So it led me down a really big rabbit hole. I found out uh, like a lot of the those social media personalities were uh, relying on affiliate marketing, which led me to Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. Uh, and then from there, I found like a plethora of online business podcasts like Physico and Entrepreneur on Fire, uh, yada yada yada. And Mike just keeps on so going. hot right now. Oh, I mean, I just <laughs> I, I I listen and I go down a lot of rabbit holes. Hell yeah, that's awesome, guys. If you're listening, um, this is a real thing that's happening. I'm learning about Mike and Charlie for the first time right now and the only reason I'm getting this information out of them is because we are starting a podcast. So this is exactly why we want to do this. We want to bring people on, not only our friends and kinjas, but we will bring on every cool person that we can think of and for you guys who are listening, feel free to leave us comments and uh, let us know who you would like us to interview, who you want to hear their story. Uh, We will do our best to bring them on. Uh, We believe that people who are in the field of dance like we are do much more than just dance. I guarantee you. And I know that everybody has so much wisdom and we just want everyone to get onto this show and dump their wisdom on our table so that we can look through it, swim through it, eat it up and digest it and become stronger. I hope your visualization of wisdom being dumped on the table is much less gross than what I thought. <laughs> I think it looks beautiful. Yeah. Almost like, you know, a cartoon kind of like infographic. I was thinking of like purple goo. <laughs> purple goo wisdom. Purple goo wisdom. That's good. It's good stuff. It's a new drink. <laughs> okay. And, and, and the cool thing of, of, of us, we, we just dubbed ourselves the tripod. And yep. I'm sure that's already been used by like so many other people. But whatever. we're spelling it I'm differently. Sure, I'm sure it's new. We'll, we'll, we'll spell it T-R-Y pod. Like we're trying it. Ooh. Right? Ooh wow. T-R-Y pod. That's one of those smart wow. puns. Sometimes you just got to pun it up. And we'll spell pod P-O-U-D. <laughs> tripod. P-A-H-D. <laughs> Triped. We are the triped of the Kinjas. We are a segment of the Kinjas, the triped. The triped. But we we realized, yeah, Charlie said he wanted to start this podcast last year. Didn't quite have all the fuel and tools that he felt like he needed to do it himself. And I, I wasn't even into podcasts at the time. So I'm like, yeah, man, you should do it. And I had no idea that Mike was super, like, a, a research fiend and just goes down these rabbit holes and knows how to do things that I would never be able to do. Mm-hmm. And so when we realize us three can do this together, we're kinjas, guys. We we're can, the megazord of podcasts. We come all together when our powers combine. Exactly. We can do this together. And we love doing things together because, I don't know, man, we're just weird like that. Or and we do it for a job already, so it's easy. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so here we are. This is, do we want to say what episode this is? Or is this just... Oh, uh, this is your episode. Your listeners. episode, guys. This all you guys. The episode. The episode. Episode number the. Yeah, that, if you're listening, horrible. honestly, thank you for giving us a try. I know not a lot of products that you try out ever say thank you after. 
But this product is saying thank you. So we appreciate you. We are grateful for you. And we will be there for you if you subscribe. So please, uh, let's continue, huh? Well, but also uh, all the podcasts that we listed uh, just in, in this episode so far, I'll have in the show notes. So feel free to click on those and uh, leave some more comments. Yes, we will read through all the comments and Mike will be super crazy with like follow through and that's why we're so excited. This is a, a great way for us to really be engaged with um, our followers and our fans. Hopefully we'll gain new ones because the stuff that we're gonna talk about on this show is not just gonna be all dance. Um, sure, we're gonna talk about a whole lot of dance mm-hmm. and even some controversial things at times. Mm-hmm. Even if we we're to compartmentalize just even like the dance portion talk of it, I mean, it goes from the history of where we all came from. It goes down to even how to get better, how to work your ass off, butt off. Not too sure which one I could say, but you know, like you can say whatever you want. It's for all the inspiring doers that want to do something and don't have the motivation and are looking for something that they can connect with. And we're trying to give that to you guys. Take our wisdom dropped on the table, purple goo. Purple, purple goo of wisdom. It's like yes. a prince song. But I definitely think this relates to actually one of the concepts that uh, I heard in the Rob Dyrdek episode of uh, Drama's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned that like skateboarding was like, uh, it's like a skill of progression. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. what that was about. Yeah. But uh, basically, it's like if you don't have a skill, you just keep trying until you have the skill. And then like, I think he talked about a kickflip. Kick so if you didn't know how to kickflip, you keep trying and then all of a sudden a kickflip is in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. So same thing like dancing, same thing about learning. Uh, like you just keep trying until you get it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Master the art of student. Hashtag. Sorry. Shout out Kinja's Dojo, which is where we're at right now. Hey. We are in our home. We're sitting in our office. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hashtag Master the Art of Student. Speaking of that, um, so yeah, we we really try to figure out what it is with, about dance um, that people ask us the, the question all the time. And when they come and take our class, they ask for a tip. They ask, what can I do to be better? And sometimes I really hate that question because I know that I have about 15 seconds to tell you something, I am not gonna be able to sufficiently answer that question in 15 seconds. Oftentimes my answer to that will be like, just keep taking more class. But there's way more to it than just taking more class because there's the mentality that you have to have as a student. And it's being a student and being a good student at that, that's a skill to master. There's, I say it all the time in my class. I know that a lot, all of us say it in different versions in different ways, but you're literally doing like 101 things at one time when you're taking a class. Like you're listening to music, you're learning counts, you're looking at physical movement, you're trying to concentrate on texture of execution. So many things are happening. And unless you're conscious of those things, you're, you're gonna miss a lot of stuff. So what I mean by that is when, uh, when people are looking at the choreographer and, and, and seeing what's happening, sometimes I'll even stop and let them know, right now, here's what's happening. Here's what you're doing without you even realizing it. And the reason I'm telling you that is because I want you to realize it so that you are consciously teaching yourself this is what I need to be doing every time I take class. Pay attention to these things. And if, and if me as a student, if I learn a certain type of way, I need to know what type of student I am, right? Mm-hmm. I need to get closer to the mic. See, I'm learning that right now, 
but it's good that you're saying all those things just peaked but so yeah my i guess the whole concept of being master the art of student and this is us trying to do that trying to figure out what can we do not only just as dancers but as students of life how are we going to get better at this thing and this is just one of those ways i totally agree a hundred percent a hundred percentile agree but let's let's go into the student thing. Like I think that that's probably something that people yeah for this episode people are gonna want to know. Like yeah, give me those tips. How do I be a better dancer? How do I do this professionally? Uh, whatever. Like this is our time to go into this question. Yeah, let's without do it. giving them that fifteen second soundbite of like just take more class. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, in different times of different classes and periods of life too, it's always different. Um, I feel like my current mentality mindset is from watching My Hero Academia, also known as My Hero Macadamia Nut. It's an, <laughs> it is an anime. I, I I guarantee you'll enjoy it if you like Naruto. But um, but yeah, back to my point. Um, it's just working really, really, really freaking hard in all aspects of what you're trying to be, and you can't get there unless you have a clear like known path of where you're where you want to go so it starts with that um but yeah the big thing uh about like my mentality right now is just working extremely extremely hard in all aspects of what that is i agree with that charlie because i actually study the way that charlie takes class and trains and this guy is uh he, he's he's very um What's the word? Like, you're relentless about it. Like, you you take class because you know that that is the thing that's going to add to your arsenal as a student, as a teacher yourself, and, like, from the different types of classes, not just, you know, jumping into the class that you know you're going to kill, but you jump into the class that you know is going to kill you, mm-hmm. right? Like, I am terrified of Ray Boss's house class because <laughs> I just know I am going to go down so hard in that class. But that's probably the class that I should be taking, right? And I know, Charlie, you you do do that, and your house skills are on point. They're your, getting your, better. Your loose legs and, and your footwork patterns, I see the fruits of that. <clears throat> Thank you. And and that that is, yeah, you got to just be willing to just be uncomfortable and, and stay at it. And that's another point, too, like being uncomfortable. You know, like... Uh, I'm reading a book right now called uh, Obstacles Are Opportunities. So whenever you you know are confronted with an obstacle, that is always an opportunity to, to rise above and push yourself because in those times of uncomfortable, like, you know, it's like working out where you can't push anymore, but if you just push one more time, you grow so much more than if you had pushed, you know, in a relaxful way. So, um, you know, yeah, that's a great point. And, and, you know, that's kind of the mentality I'm into right now. Um, it's just looking for things that frighten me, that scare me and, and trying to jump in. I don't always jump in, but there, you know, I now have that option in my mind or this voice that says, Hey dude, why don't you just do it? So, but yeah, like, I mean, I learned how to teach class from like Mike Fowl. There's one time I was teaching an ML class and I had one student, I think it was Haney, and uh, <laughs> Haney oh, I and Mike Fowl came in and it was, it, was just this, so it was just them two and I taught the piece really fast. And then, um, you know, it was just, it was just such an uncomfortable position for me because I was not used to teaching a private basically, but you know, Mike <laughs> Fowl really sat me down and, and what did you, what did you tell me again? like? 
I, 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 I remember just kind of going into just like don't focus on like getting the choreography out, but mainly mainly teaching why your your movement is why you're doing your movement. Mm-hmm. Do you remember why? Uh, <laughs> yes. No. I, I don't want to lie. No, I don't remember. But I do remember. It, it's a situation that I truly remember. Mike Fall, Michael Fallarina is very wise. <laughs> Tell him how wise you are. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I will say, uh, I will say a big thing about students asking those type of questions in class um, and receiving the answers is um, listen. Uh, just because, uh, like, kind of those gems will come out of nowhere. I remember when uh, a friend of mine, Sean, was coming off of a tour that he was on, uh, and in the training, uh, he in the training for that tour, uh, a contemporary dancer was brought in to go, to teach them or give them private, and it was Teddy Florence, uh, and that guy's crazy, crazy mover. Um, but he recommended that like me, Pat, Jekka, we all take this contemporary class, and and mind you that Jekka's done contemporary, but me and Pat, we we didn't do that. Uh, at all <clears throat> uh, we're not flexible like we're those street kids that group dancing in garages uh and stuff so we went to go take the class and everybody was taking their shoes off and i was just like oh we have to take our shoes off <laughs> oh yeah i was like oh, okay i was like hey can i keep my hat on and they're like no i was like okay taking my hat off i uh, just like can i leave my socks on and then they're like it's up to you it's like i'm leaving my socks on uh so it's that kind of thing so we kind of felt like those newbie kids that like went into the advanced hip-hop class even though uh this was contemporary and like they were doing high kicks and all these turns and jumps and uh i've never been like I've never gotten my butt handed to me that hard in my life in, at anything. Uh, but I can say I learned a lot, and it was just because I listened to Sean telling me to take that class. Um, so, like, um, my mentality was to not become an expert at contemporary or anything like that, but to understand why he told me to take that class, how it would expand my movement, my flexibility, my intake on how to do um, uh, different executions of movement versus, like, what I know. So... Like, contemporary is such a different world than hip-hop or urban choreography. So I had to rethink about how I moved in general just to progress myself on through that class. I agree. You know, as a dancer, you always start somewhere. It's kind of like a video game, like an RPG. No, it's like Pokemon, you know? And you get your choices, your Charmander, your Bulbasaur, or your Squirtle, you know? And you can look at it as, like, popping or choreography or contemporary you know and like you, you choose these paths but once you go on a path you, you can always collect other pokemon you know what i mean and and some people just kind of forget to collect other pokemon because they're so happy with the water type it's like i know <laughs> i know it's your identity but like if you had one grass pokemon in there bro like it would definitely help out the range of your attacks and your strategy so i love pokemon by the way but that yeah. was a great analogy charlie like i'm totally seeing all of that yeah you're adding gotta catch them all right you gotta <laughs> understand all the styles so you have much more effective attacks like upgrade your backpack yeah. yeah that's great do people still play pokemon go yes they do because i was just in burbank the other day and it was like national pokemon go wow i feel like awareness I day. Into it again. and everybody everybody on whatever street that is 
first street uh-huh. in Burbank. Everybody was playing. I thought I was like missing out on like a new crazy app. So I looked over someone's <laughs> shoulder and then it was Pokemon Go. It was crazy. Wow. National yeah. Pokemon Go Donut Day. So Go Donuts. Um, yeah. I mean, those are like a few things that we we just have in our minds and we wish we could tell people and, and we just never get the chance because at the end of classes, it's usually, you know, like a 15 minute gap where there's a line of people that want to thank you for the choreography. And then you nervously thinking about mm, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. <laughs> and then there are some that say, hey, did you watch me? How can I get better? And it's like, well, I I I didn't watch you, but I'm gonna give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you a general note. Just gotta be honest. Yeah. Be a general note about like your textures and timing and whatnot. But I mean that I mean, am I if I'm the only choreographer that does that, then I I sincerely apologize to the many students that I did that. You're but not the you're only, not one, the only one, Charlie. Okay, so all of us do. <laughs> and for those students who ask that question and we don't give you that um, that 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 paid attention to answer, we apologize. But we're also doing a lot while we're up there teaching and we're paying attention to lots of things the overall class and then sometimes certain individuals may stand out uh, but don't be offended when we don't have uh, that specific critique specifically for you Um, but the general critiques that we do give such as timing and paying attention to detail and patience and all those types of things those are all real general things that we will always say because those are always real things those are things that i still struggle with forever things forever i I feel like they'll just always apply in every yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely and again like you don't be discouraged when you come out of a class and you don't have that and even after the 10th class you take you don't have it or the 30th class that's the reason why we got to keep taking class Mm because the more you take a class you will attain skills that you don't even realize you're attaining but they gradually happen over time and people ask me like oh you look so like comfortable when you like do groups and stuff it's like well you as a dancer learn over time how to look comfortable you're not going to get that in in one class taking right and if you can't like take class or afford class um you know i highly recommend practicing freestyle like paying for a fundamental class that'll show you how to do grooves or any style of dance and just practicing that on your own because life is all about fundamentals, you know? Like you have to know your fundamentals to succeed, especially in dance. Um, And it's gonna be so sufficient for your dancing future. So, I, I mean, when I say that, you know, with freestyle, like a lot of people that ask me how to freestyle, like I wish I can just tell them like, when I freestyle, it feels like I'm floating on a cloud a nimbus cloud in space and i'm not it's just me and the music and i'm not trying to impress anybody and i want to i want to i want people to feel that you know because when you feel that it's just amazing so would you say that a lot of freestyle comes from imagination yeah i would say so fun uh imagination and your vocabulary okay i would feel like and that's all you really need and just actually no there's there's a lot more well there's like musicality as well and everyone listens to music differently but if you are capable of recognizing different sounds that appear and the rhythm of it because we you know we usually teach by by counts and if you don't know what counts are you know then i'm sorry (laughs) because you will not be learning that here i'm just joking i'm joking it's what we call you know five six seven eight but um if you learn how to count yourself, and I that Mike Fowl knows is I, I was a terrible counter because he 
took my class a few times and <laughs> I sang the whole class. But uh, I think that's awesome because I can't sing the whole class. I have to count by default. I don't know. I'm just I'm just not self conscious about it. I guess I can't <laughs> sing. So hey, you can sing. But you see, that also goes to show that people teach differently and learn differently. There are people who need to know what the counts are because. Mm-hmm. That's just how they've learned dance. That's how they learn choreography, all by counts. And then there are people who don't know how to count the music, but they'll say, just play the song, I'll figure it out. Tell me what sounds I'm listening for. What is the beat pattern? What is the syncopation? Mm-hmm. And, and people learn based off of that. And then people do a, a mixture of both, right? And I feel like you, you get to know that when you start learning about yourself and learning how you can learn because there are mathematicians that can do the counts but there's also people that could feel they need to feel what it is or or hear what it is so that it can feel it so a lot of different ways to learn absolutely absolutely so uh the the other question that i feel like people ask us all the time is i want to do this as a career just like you guys what is your tip? What would you say? What do I need to do to do dance as my career? Charlie, when did you decide that dance was going to start putting money in your pocket? And how did you go about it? Oh, man. Um, well, I started dancing when I was 17, which is really late. But uh, I started learning popping. And, um, you know, it was just freestyle and whatnot. And uh, I guess I didn't really think of it as any type of income it was like my getaway and i think that's an important thing to know because that's how you form your passion for dance it's not because you want to dance to make income it's like you have to love dance and because you love doing something that could possibly get your money then those opportunities and pathways of life open up for you so um i started realizing that when uh I wasn't getting any checks, but I was getting opportunities to perform at big events or events that just, you know, saw what Poriotics could do. And they're like, hey, you guys want to do it? We're like, sure, let's do it. Like, because we love to do it because there's no other people that were doing what we were doing and we felt it was special. So, yeah, like you just really have to love, uh, love dance and not love dance for its notoriety or for its possible income like you you have to love movement and when you do that you know that's that's when you'll start getting those opportunities i'm a broken record but like it's that's when you start getting those pathways opened for you and then eventually you'll start making money but it's just like a lot of things right it's like i at first with this podcast i felt like i i didn't i didn't get it working because i was worried too much about the income you know mm-hmm. like worry too much about the income but now that i have friends that want to do it with me it's like oh no this is now much more than just a possible income opportunity this is like a uh, like an actual learned experience so yeah if you if you want to become a dancer you gotta first love dance and then after you love dance know who you are know what you like and then after that things will start opening up you'll find the right people you have to find the right people right connections i the way i started making more income after uh, my career started going down uh with less performances was i found a mentor uh in anthony lee and you know i don't think he'll consider me as his you know trainee we're like partners but i saw him as a mentor and he started teaching me about choreography and the power of choreography and i think around that time in 2013 that's uh 
that's well, I was like my ending years of Porio, and uh, me and Anthony were just choreographing, and I was just getting really into uh, making choreography and just creating. Because I feel like when you make choreography, it's like you're painting a beautiful piece of art that yeah. you get to watch to your favorite song, and it's so awesome to feel and people want to learn it and it's like oh i would love to share this with you because as humans we naturally love to share so yeah during that time i found a mentor uh and and that really helped me in amplifying my passion for this this movement this dance and and then yeah kinjis came i think in 2013 or death of the concubine set with mike fowl me and mike fowl are saying that year. was our first performance first performance uh and then uh yeah it's, you know from now like you know just it, everything just leads to one thing and you make money from it you don't but the point in the whole thing is you love it i kind of want to redirect this a little bit because i've received that question as well mm-hmm. uh in my classes um uh, i think it was there are a couple versions because like one was like how do i become a professional choreographer how do i become famous or anything like that well i kind of want to rewind and think about like the who are your heroes like uh, your dance heroes especially the ones who travel and teach and who are the choreographers that you look you look for um it's almost guaranteed that they didn't aspire to do that they just love dance they performed as much as they could oftentimes to win and and lose at those competitions and stuff but they were recognized for their choreography their uh their ability to dance their ability to uh, make a set uh, and have their friends dance with them uh, so they were brought on these traveling trips to whatever country and and then all of a sudden a choreography scene blew up and all your favorite choreographers were now teaching everywhere uh, in turn which made them kind of more famous I guess mm-hmm. uh, but I mean that's kind of where that came from it's because they were just dancing as much as they could wherever they could trying to win at every competition or just perform at every local uh, show uh, and the internet kind of blew it up and now they were just everywhere in the world. So again, going back to what Charlie was saying, like I don't even think that you should really be thinking about the income. I, I think you should just focus on dancing, uh, training yourself and just being the best you can be and then hopefully positive things come from it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think the common theme that <clears throat> we can all kind of agree on is um, you can choose to make uh, anything a career, right? You can uh, go get a job at a an office and and and, and crunch numbers all day. That's a career. Uh, will you love it? I don't know. Maybe I hope you do. And and if that's something that you enjoy doing, then uh, I hope that's something that you can apply yourself to because you love it. So with dance, uh, we we do do it because we love it. We mm-hmm. started it because we loved it. It wasn't um, this, I feel like if I dance, I will make a lot of money mm-hmm. and that therefore I will become a dancer. That was never the thought. So yeah, if you love something, naturally you will kind of obsess over it. You're going to do whatever it takes to uh, get better. You're going to follow people who do it well. You're going to uh, watch everything that you can watch, read everything you can read, go to all the events you can go to, go to every class that you can. And that's because you love it. And um, so, yeah, the money will follow. Um, And of course, there are smart ways to go about handling your money, like save it. Don't spend it on Mm -hmm. the latest Supreme Drop that I did yesterday. Or fast food. (laughs) Don't spend it on fast food for your whole dance team. 
Exactly. Hey, but Supreme is okay. Yeah, <laughs> Supreme is the only exception, guys. No, just, just joking. <laughs> but, you know, there, yeah, there's smart ways to go about, like, yeah, handling your finances. That's, like, that's a different question. Mm-hmm. But the one that we're talking about is, yeah, making it your career. So if you love it, you're going to naturally find yourself um, just doing everything you can to keep doing it and getting better. And hopefully, from that, it'll progress into next level type things where you will start booking work and you know teaching and all that kind of stuff so that stuff will normally naturally follow if you're good at it it's kind of like uh the nba right you you have to be a really good player first of all and then you have to make noise somehow by scoring like a million points or doing this or that and then scouts are going to come find you and be like hey can you play on my team i really like you you really have good chemistry and you know that's that's another way about it because uh with dance it's more of like respect like man i love i'm a fan of that guy i love that guy because i respect his movement so much and it's more or less uh famous i i kind of don't like the word but it's that word it's like a notoriety i I love that word just because it's fun (laughs) to say Mm -hmm. notoriety i looked it up the other day but um good word yeah it's kind of like the nba you know like you have to you have to work hard for what you want to be and then you got to show it off you have to have the balls to show it off the confidence the self-confidence be like look at me I am amazing. Boom. Yeah, that's that's a true story, and that's something I think that's also great about dance. It builds confidence. Mm-hmm. People come to a dance class, or actually, let's let's go back. People don't go to a dance class because they're afraid. They're afraid of not looking cool, mm. and um, that's why our beginner classes and our beginner intermediate classes are blowing up at mm. dojo. Those are actually like some of the most packed classes that we have, mm-hmm. and they're filled with like grown adults mainly who are afraid to hop into a master class because they don't want to like go down burning learning you know crazy choreography Mm -hmm. but they do want to dance they want to move they want the exercise and ultimately they leave class feeling good because one they learned something two they got some exercise and they built some confidence they want to be able to just go out with their friends and move and not look whack on the dance floor Therefore, come to the dojo, take your beginner class with JD, April, and David Lee, you know what I'm saying? And you're going to get your skills up. But yeah, it's a great confidence booster. Um, yeah, dude, dance is therapeutic. I don't, is. I don't think I know any person who says they, they don't love dance. Dance is so multifaceted. It is. It's so crazy. I mean, if like uh, if you if you're a starting dancer and you want to learn how to perform because you saw a dance show and you saw dancers and they blew your mind because of how they performed and you want to do that, uh, classes I feel like are a big kind of training, uh, like a good training. What am I trying to say here? Ground. A good training ground, yeah, mm-hmm. for performance because like you don't have to necessarily be in select group to perform. You could perform once you already learned the choreography. Mm-hmm. You can start just practicing that way. You could become a different character. You can be whoever you want to be, uh, and then like that would be your kind of like experience. Uh, and then as you gain more and more experience, then you could finally try to take it on stage with some friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's how I started dancing. Like it wasn't. Um, it wasn't even a dance class. I started it by watching like MTV and like K-pop music videos. And I would secretly watch the video and then try to replicate the choreography in my room. Wow. And no one knew. And I thought that this was like just something that I was into. And I didn't think that 
anyone else was into it until I found a kid at my church who did the exact same thing. Watched K-pop music videos, was practicing in his room. And when we found out that we both did that, we're like, hey, do you want to practice together and yeah. then like teach each other? So we would go to each other's houses and in Hell the living yeah. room off the reflection of the the living room glass sliding door because we didn't have mirrors that were big enough. And we would teach each other like K-pop choreography. And once we did that enough, we're like, hey, should we like perform this like at our church talent show? Whoa. You know what I'm saying? And so we're like, yeah, let's do it. I feel like I did the same thing. But kind like, of the same story too, but not K-pop stuff because I'm Vietnamese. V-pop, 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 V-pop. But I did the same thing. I practiced at a church too and there performed for churches, and I I performed for many churches. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, I, just, I thought that was funny. No, that's great. That's great. I, I mean, oh, a funny story is I took a class when I was nine years old. It was a long time ago, my first dance class, and then after that, I stopped dancing for eight years <laughs> but i don't know why that's a funny story i think it was just a so funny you took story. an eight year break from yeah dance? yeah wow. but that was when i was nine okay eight plus nine <laughs> yes 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 mathematician <laughs> okay yeah. 17 yeah there if i think more of the story then i'll tell it but let's just let's just keep that there all right well that that's that how we started right cliffhanger okay course. well Golden rule. Should we get into the golden rule? Ooh. The golden rule. We have this thing that we didn't know what to call it, but you know, we feel like everyone knows what the golden rule is, right? What it what is your life principle? What is your mantra? What is the thing that if you can sum up some sort of a life principle that you learned, figured out for yourself, and um, that you apply to your life? And uh, what would that be? What would that be? Charlie, do you have a golden rule? And I'm putting you on the spot because uh, this is the first time we're doing this. Uh, 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 yes, I have an answer. Yes. <laughs> I have and a it is. Rule. Does it have to be like one sentence? No, you can say it however you want. Whatever man. it means This to is you. your golden rule. All right, this is, this is my golden rule. Um, I'm going to, you know, tell you about myself just a little bit, you know, like, um, you know, I came, or I was born here in America, first generation Asian American, you know, going to schools with not a lot of Asian people and trying to fit in, trying to find like what I was. And I ended up just trying to be the cool kid most of my life. And I had no clue who I was until like, I don't know, like three years ago. So one big golden rule that I have is, uh, is get to know who you are. You know, and and I remember asking Pat Cruz this uh, when I was trying to become like a traveling choreographer. And I was like, what do I what do I need to do? He's like, well, first, you have to know who you are. You have to write down all the things that you do. You do you like you don't like, like write all those things down and then like try to fix the things that you 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 don't like. And I I thought that was crazy because I was like, I've never done that before. But yeah, I think. Getting to know who you are and being okay with yourself when, like, you're alone. Entertaining yourself, making yourself laugh. Like, just being in the same space of your mind and being okay with that and striving in it and thriving in it, I feel like uh, should be a goal for everybody. Because once people are more themselves, more things are dared to be done and more things will be created. And I feel like as artistic creatures in our generation, you know, there needs to be more of us. And uh, yeah, so that's that's one of my golden rules. And then I guess the second one is um, work harder, work harder than everyone. 
uh, and then not in a very competitive way, but like a competitive way to yourself, you know, like, and I think I learned this from Anthony. Uh, and it's just like, if you want to do something, you want to get somewhere, you want to be respected, like these things aren't just given, you have to earn them. And the way to earn them is, you know, blood, sweat, mentality, tears, like all this whole thing. I don't know why I threw mentality in there because it's mostly <laughs> just blood, sweat, mentality. tears. Um, but that works. But yeah, like, and yeah, that's another, that's my, my second golden rule is just to work harder than everyone in the room. Uh, when I go to the gym, I like to, when I start to stare off at people and stuff, I like to say like mamba mentality and then everything <laughs> just goes back. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I highly suggest listening to Energizing Classics on Spotify when you're working out. It's uh, very fun to hear, um, we will rock you <laughs> while you're trying to push a fourth set or third set. It's amazing. Um, or you make my by holiday. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one's during the cool off stretch time. It's like, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, those two rules, uh, for me have been the, the striving point to where I am today. And, uh, I would recommend this to everyone. So that's that a good, know yourself mm -hmm. and work harder know yourself and work hard like the freaking main guy from my hero academia i wish i can go into it but he has no powers but it was given a power so now he works really freaking hard for it with and amongst among amongst many superpowered people it's are kind of like well that's that way like rock lee right yeah rock lee doesn't have any natural yes ninjutsu yes so he just works his butt off and has hella dope taijutsu right yeah that's taijutsu master yeah that's what it's about man or if you're just naturally gifted then you know don't just <laughs> just don't just, work hard just enough don't. <laughs> <laughs> just, quit. Just, chill. Just, just don't be lazy didn't anthony have a cool saying on one of his shirts work, uh, hard, stay stay work hard stay humble yeah you know anthony's golden rule it's on a t-shirt i love that shirt i remember getting that shirt at the july 4th party oh that was the white one the no, white, white one yeah. Yeah. exclusive exclusive Dang. not many of those were made yeah. yeah and then he made more so. <laughs> That's That's really good. oh man the return uh, but yeah, I would like to popcorn this question to Mr. Mike Fowl. Hey. Follow him on Instagram. Yeah, follow follow us on all yeah, uh, let's social media platforms. Follow us. Um, I think my golden rule was actually mentioned by Ben earlier. Uh, just be a student of life. Um, and I, I say that just because I've had a lot of regular jobs in my lifetime. I've learned a lot from all of them. Like what jobs? Uh, I was a server at restaurants, multiple servers. I sold cell phones. I was a server. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike can sell anything yeah, he can. to anyone. <laughs> he can. Sell snow cones to an Eskimo. It's amazing. Well, I mean, Eskimos like snow cones too. It's just that they're around cold all the time. So. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was uh, I was, I sold uh, computers at the Apple Store, and then wow. I transferred to like Best Buy, and I I did that. So I, I mean, I I did a lot of retail stuff, but I, I feel like a lot of those life experiences apply to how I like hold myself today. Um, but I'm always kind of like on that journey of like learning new things i love learning things just because uh you can teach yourself like pretty much anything on the internet nowadays uh so like why not um rather than just watching tv or anything maybe taking like an hour just to learn how to like cut your hair yourself or mm -hmm. or how to build a uh, raspberry pi like media center yourself you know just like anything that you'd want to um it's available to you um even in dance um so just even 
if you wanted to learn how to pop, like, like, are you just going to make it up yourself or are you going to go take a class, right? And then once you take that class, you, if you remember the technique that you had in that class, like practice it over and over and over again until you get good at it. I remember when I would take like Bionic Man class or, or Mike or Anthony's or even your, your popping class, mm -hmm. uh, Charlie. Or uh, if you go to like sessions too and just like shadow people and be like, hey, how do you do that? Yeah. Exactly. So like even during their classes, I was like, hey, can you just go do some drills right now so I can be better at this and better mm -hmm. at that? Uh, and then like they would take 10 minutes out of the class and just go over drills. And I really appreciated that. It. It's how I learned how to pop better. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but mm -hmm. I'm saying I pop a lot better than I did before. So. Who really is an expert? It's so subje sub subje subjective. 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 I was going to say suggestive. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> going back to my golden rules, be a student of life. Uh, learn. Uh, learn apply and again like charlie said work hard stay humble it's mm. a good one it's a good one um i guess that would leave me my golden rule um yeah i would say i mean my life i don't know if any of you guys know me very well but my faith is very important to me that is what i live by and um if i re if i feel like i'm not serving god with everything that i'm doing then i feel like that's no point in doing anything so whatever it is whether it's dancing whether it's uh working um whether it's uh hanging out with friends um it's to me i feel like i want to make sure that all of it is done to uh get to know people to serve people better because that was what jesus did and that's what i try to apply to my life so that is kind of i guess the blanket statement of my life's golden rule but within that there are specific things which i agree with both know yourself mm. be a student of life work hard all of that mm -hmm. um but i guess to add to that i would say surrounding yourself with good company is super important because you will be the product of your environment if you hang out with bad folks you're probably gonna end up kind of bad if you hang out with good folks you're probably gonna end up pretty good that right? is a hundred percent correct that is so, true. yeah i would wow. suggest highly recommend hanging out with the people that you want to become because you will become that like you you will become that way mm -hmm. right so those would be my two little drops in the bucket the golden rule short and sweet short, short and sweet. sweet short and sweet well man that was awesome yeah, yeah we are at really about good. 46 minutes yeah and uh i mean we didn't really have a direction really i mean i feel like the natural progression of our conversation was pretty good to introduce this podcast right? the kinja's brotherhood spirit rode within us and that's why this came out so smoothly and i i actually really enjoyed this podcast because i learned about charlie and mike things that i never knew yeah and that it. is very honest i did not know these things i think we all learned a little something yeah, yeah we all did yeah. straight up and we're gonna do this every single time we bring someone else onto the show we're gonna just learn yeah i love it mm -hmm. yeah so we're gonna figure out what the movement in the shadows is mm -hmm. yeah we'll probably redefine that statement even as this thing progresses and that's a beautiful thing also yeah. i think yeah art is subjective it changes but this is where you get the behind the scoop knowledge. exactly 
So yes, leave us comments, feedback. If we said um too much, if we aren't talking close enough to the microphone, or are we talking too loud? If or... you want to know what we're wearing, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll we'll probably put these on video as well and put them up on YouTube so you can see what the heck is going on Eventually. as it's going on. Eventually, Eventually yeah. Except this one because <laughs> we want to be in your ears. Yeah. So let us know that uh, like who you'd want uh, to have on this show, what kind of stuff that you'd want us to talk about. Um, I mean, even if you just want a transcript of the show, let me know and I'll do it, you know? Or if you want us to play like pun games, we can play some pun games for you pun people out there. Exactly. This is your show. (laughs) This is your show. So yes, please subscribe. If we're doing a good job, let us know. If you don't think we are, please let us know that too. And we will do our best to improve because that is what we're here for. We're here to improve. And lastly, thank you for listening for almost an hour to the three of us. You know, this is... This is a new roller coaster we're jumping on, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. This is a cool experience. Yeah, right this now. is actually a, well, sorry. This is going back to one of the original topics of like loving dance, right? And doing something that you love will naturally take you places. This is something that we are excited about. This mm-hmm. podcast thing is we're not getting paid for this. We took time out of our Sunday afternoon to come to the dojo to try something out. And here we are. So this is super fun for us, and we're excited to learn, and we know that this is going to be a journey. Yeah, like Charlie said, we're going to see where this thing leads. So we would appreciate and love for you guys to follow us on our journey. Grow with us. Follow us. Follow us. (laughs) Mike, follow us. We are all up on our social medias, at Kinja's. Charlie, plug your own social media. Oh, yeah. So at Charles V. Nguyen on Instagram, Twitter, and I got a Facebook fan page for y'all. I think it's Choji V. Nguyen. Choji. My favorite Naruto character. Uh, and I am at Mike Fowl at pretty much all the social media things. So just look me up there. Hey. And I am at BTech underscore Ben Chung. IG, Twitter. I think I have a Facebook uh Ben B Tech Chung official. I'll, I don't even know. I'll, 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 I don't even know. I'll list it all yeah, in the show notes. I'll list it all in the show notes I'm for everybody. Horrible person. Fine. Oh man. But yeah. Follow us on our socials. Yeah. So thanks, guys. All right. See you next time. Till next time. Till next time. Kijabang. Kijabang. <laughs>